Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers by Cosmetics Design Asia, where we get to hear from some of the most fascinating independent beauty brands from Asia Pacific. To be a pioneer, you need the courage to venture into the unknown and a strong sense of self-belief to withstand the clamour of naysayers. And our guests today certainly have these qualities in spades. Ross McDougall is an experienced industry chemist who has developed hundreds of products for some of the largest beauty companies in the world. More than a decade ago, he pioneered a plant extraction method and set out to change the way we think about skincare formulation. With Lucy McDougall, a passionate skincare educator and dermal specialist, the duo set up Biology, a clean cosmeceuticals brand known today for its potent plant serums. And today here on Indie Pioneers, we are diving into the origins of biology and learning about the challenges Ross and Lucy have faced along the way. Hi Ross, hi Lucy, welcome to the podcast. How are you both? Hi Amanda. <laughs> Hi Amanda, it's great to be with you. Um, looking forward to chatting with you today. Thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, no problem. I'm very excited because as you know, this podcast is called Indie Pioneers and I can't think of anyone better to have on the show than you guys who literally pioneered the concept of clean cosmeceuticals. So Ross, let's start with you. You know, you've been in the industry for like three decades working across, you know, leading brands and I would love to hear, you know, what spurred you on to develop your own brand? Really, it, it, it all came from my work with developing uh, the extracts process that is behind the biology brand it's, it's different to everything else where you wind up with uh, nutrients that are pure from a plant uh, that is just so completely different and i i took the idea of what i had created to to a number of clientele uh, that i had through my other businesses and they weren't really interested nor could they see the concept behind what i had done and so i was a bit frustrated by that so I thought, well, the only way to really prove how the extracts that I've created actually do work is to actually create a business that I can show the rest of the world that how unique these extracts are. And uh, biology was born. Uh, so that's the that's really the story behind how, why biology and and what we've done is 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 so you know com completely creative and so unique because. Um, no one else was willing to to give it a go except for the developer who who was me oh yeah no one really, no one wanted to no one wanted to take the risk and yeah. i guess yeah biology was you created biology to prove everyone wrong <laughs> nice way to put Correct. it <laughs> yeah. i was actually going to ask if you ever brought the idea to any of the big brands you're working for <laughs> yeah yeah i did there was a number of brands that I that I approached with the idea, and um, unfortunately, a lot of brands out there are far more focused on the bottom line and and how much they've got to make per per per, per unit or per product, and adding more active product to their to their to their skincare isn't something they're not really interested in. Um, it's more about about money, not about making the product actually work um, so it was a it, you know it was a difficult thing to say look 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 at the results of these things you know like you like you could you could really come out with a brand new line here but the other the other issue would have been and I and I understand about a lot of, a lot of the other the brands that I did take it to it would have been a complete turnaround in what they were actually offering 
on the market. And so it had to be a new brand. It had to be a new brand. It had to be a unique brand and it had to be done by the person who had actually developed the actual extraction technique. And so, you know, that, that was the whole reason why biology was born. Mm, it's almost, it's, yeah, it's almost like it's too radically different. It was, it was too radically different for them. And so I guess, yeah, it was up to us to, to do it instead. And I guess the ironic or the funny thing is now that we've, we've noticed a lot of them, you know, maybe the brands that Ross used to formulate for or other big brands are now starting to do very similar things like using Australian natives, using, um, you know, pure plant extracts. I'm like, yeah, it's just. There's a lot of copycats like, out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, 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 and I think they do say sometimes, you know, flattery is the biggest form of, uh, you know, a comp. Imitation is the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, imitation. <laughs> um, but it's great. Like, we, we, um, we would like every, we, I wouldn't say we would like everyone to copy us, but we would like everybody to have some of the core philosophies and the ingredients that we use, you know, um, our other business that makes raw material supplies into these industries. And we would like to see everybody using these extracts because we know if they're using them and in a very similar way to biology, that will create change mm. in, for the customer's skin. And that's why a skincare brand should exist is to get results for the customer. So Well said, well yeah. said. Yeah. This reminds me of an anecdote I heard about um, the, the founder of Fito Hair Care, Patrick Ellis, who was a very successful celebrity ha- hairstylist. And he pitched the idea of his natural shampoos to a very large beauty company, very large, you know, still one of the biggest today. And he essentially got told that his idea was just a stupid gimmick. And he decided to start the whole thing on his own as well. Yeah, it, it, it does. It takes someone, um, and I hate saying this about, about myself, but it, it does take someone who's got belief in what they're doing to actually mm. change the industry. And and I, I hope that the, the biology, the way we've gone about it over the last four years, is I believe is changing the industry in some ways. Um, you know, we've, we've had our critics. Um, they seem to have gone by the wayside um we don't seem to have critics these days all we seem to have is uh, people trying to copy us now uh, <laughs> which is uh you know it's a which is a, a pleasant surprise is there a better problem to have well you know i guess the funny <laughs> thing is that no one can copy us considering that that we are actually the ones that produce the extracts and that the extracts produced for biology by plant extracts which is the company that produces all of them um, produces the extra uh, the extracts that go into biology are completely different to to any other it's it's produced by a system which we call clex uh, cold mm-hmm. liquid extraction closed system um, and it's uh, number two variation on that system and so only biology is produced by that system and so anything there's no other uh, product brands out there that can copy biology now and there's a we also have a patent uh, yeah. that's that's also been um, granted to us as well uh, for the skincare. So you know, all in all, it's it's been a um, it's been a really interesting last four years for biology, but for for me and the extracts, it's been twelve years of hard slog. You know, it really has. But it's great seeing people. You know, my, my most my most wonderful thing to see is when uh, customers send before and after photos of their 
um, you know, their, their burns from chemotherapy or radiation treatment oh, wow. or um, their, their eczema, psoriasis, acne scarring, all of these types of things in their skin before biology and after it. And it's amazing. And that's exactly, that's exactly why biology was developed, was to help mm. people. Um, and it's great. I love it. You know, it, it gets me to go to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> right. So let's talk a bit about the brand a little bit more. So just to, to anyone who doesn't know, you know, your products contain 100% active a single ingredient. Yep. Right. And was there like a light bulb moment that made you realize that, you know, when it comes to skincare, you know, it could be less is more? Because it's, it's very different from like, you know, having like 10,000 ingredients in, on, on the ingredient label. Yeah, but the, the funny thing is that uh, you say that, but it, it's, it's biology contains um, several hundred to a thousand nutrients in each um, extract. So it's, it's a, so saying that we have only one ingredient, yes, that's correct, other than the preservative, of course, that we have in there. But um, yes, say, say for example, our BK serum has just one ingredient, which is kakadu plum. But the kakadu plum extract has several hundred nutrients in it um, that all synergistically help each other to get the results that you see on your skin. And so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny way of saying, but we actually have more ingredients in our <laughs> single extract or in our single ingredient than any other skincare brand. Um, but it, yeah, so it, it, it's, 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 about, it's about education. Um, it's like, you know, when, you, when you're not feeling the best of health, you want, you, you, you usually go to, to a plant-based diet or a, a, a cleanse, you cleanse your body out. Um, and that's what basically biology does to your skin as well. It, you know, yeah, so the nutrients the nutrient-dense uh, extracts that we have, um, they help purge your skin, hence the reason when you put biology on your skin, you get that you get that stickiness, um, which goes away after a while once your skin is purged, and hence the reason why you, you see the incredible dramatic results of using biology on your skin only after a few days, uh, and instead of just weeks and weeks and weeks of using the same product. Um, you know, the biology was developed because it was developed because it's what your skin wants. It's maybe not what you in your mind want. It's what your skin wants, though, because your skin was developed or it was it has evolved or how whole bodies have evolved with plant nutrients. And so it's only, you know, it, it's 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 only normal that if you put plant nutrients on your skin, you're going to see good results because they have developed together. Mm. And I also think too, it's, a, it's something that we've spoken um, at length about. It's also that understanding of not all active ingredients like one another. They have the ability to cancel each, up, each other out, especially phytoactives found in plants. Um, you know, you um, let's say hyaluronic acid, for example, um, and that we actually have spoken about this at, at, at length at an event um, that we used to run pre-COVID. Um, but we talk a lot about hyaluronic acid and how hyaluronic acid is hydrophilic. So it likes 
water. So if we put hyaluronic acid in a formula that has a huge amount of water, because most serums are, can be up to 80% water, what's actually happening to that hyaluronic acid? Is it attracting all of the water that's in that formula to itself? And, and has it been used up by the time it actually hits the customer's skin? So these are things that we don't really know in the industry. So of course, you know, Ross likes to think outside the box and, you know, raise questions, things like that. So that also is another um, reason why biology has that one single pure plant extract. Because we know that when you mix certain plant extracts together, they will cancel phytoactives out. So for example, when we mix a plant extract that has vitamin C with another extract that has no vitamin C, when you analyze that serum of the two together mix, the vitamin C is completely gone. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. well... That so that you're using one, actually, you know that it's going to work because they've evolved to work together. Yeah. That's correct. You've yeah. absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Plants yeah. produce, plants just don't produce nutrients for the, the sake of it because they decide to do it. They produce nutrients that are selected to work synergistically together to get the best results. And so we, have, we the, the human body has developed itself around what plants do because of our because of evolution and so if you decide to do if you decide to put a product on your skin that's got 30 ingredients on it how do you know that all 30 ingredients are actually going to be actually there or are at the same levels they were when they got put in the product it, there, there is no there is no external testing to prove if that they're there there or not and mm. um i guess that with 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 biology, we actually do do full testing on our products and and see and we actually know what nutrients are actually in there. Even at, at the two year mark, it's exactly the end product is exactly the same as it was. Yeah. At the start, um, and then obviously, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're probably um, aware, Amanda, but the cosmetic industry is, is very unregulated, um, which means there's uh, lots of loopholes. You know, like if it's not a therapeutic mm -hmm. uh, thing, that yeah, brands can. Um, say whatever they want um, and so the consumer yeah. they know otherwise but at biology we would like to go that one step further so that if someone was to ask us hey is the vitamin c still in my serum you know at the two-year mark we would have the data to be like here it is <laughs> right yeah so ross you alluded to the fact that you guys had a lot of critics right now when you first launched how do you guys deal with it well of course you do get the critics but most of them are basically the critics are the funny thing is it's usually the critics are the ones that uh, own other skincare brands that, that you're upsetting because they want to be seen as natural and, 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 and organic and everything else. Um, but they're all using synthetic additives, but they just call them naturally derived. And now naturally derived to me is synthetic. You know, you know it's like saying pet, like plastic is naturally derived. Yeah, one time petrochemicals did come from plants, but that was a long time ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's crazy that anything that's from nature then has been manipulated by man to be turned into something else isn't natural, isn't natural anymore. Um, it's it, that simple. And so, yeah, the critics were, were mostly uh, other skincare brands that, you know, obviously, you know, didn't say directly from us. They, you know, there was, there was obviously the, you know, we, we knew who, who they were by, I guess, um, Oh, I guess uh, putting on just checking to see where the emails come from 
but it, but nothing from customers. Most of the customers we we had was they were really interested in our concept, and they were more interested in the science and and the oh my god, like the, the logic behind it. And wow, yeah, I understand it. Like the you know like if you actually look at what we've done to the cosmetic industry is what the raw food movement has done to the food industry, where if you actually think about eating raw foods or just freshly prepared foods is so much better for you than eating, you know, takeaway or fast foods uh, or mass-produced foods. And and it just stands to reason that, like, if you put good, if you put good fresh uh, materials into your body or food into your body, you're going to be far better off than putting synthetic stuff that's been produced by man into your body. Same thing goes for food, uh, skin. Mm. I think we, for, for the, with the customers, we didn't have kind of any criticism from the actual customers. However, there was that level of education needed. So when we first launched, it was, well, it still is quite radically different. Obviously, we're, you know, we've been, we just had our fourth birthday um, at the end of last year. So people are, you know, really starting to, especially in the Australian market, Australia and New Zealand, really understanding the brand and very aware of the brand, like brand awareness. Um, but definitely in the early days, um, especially when clean beauty um, and clean cosmeceuticals, um, you know, because we, we've basically created that segment, clean cosmeceuticals, but clean beauty was very new. And then, and then also the idea of one single plant, you know, extract, how does that work? So there was, um, yeah, like I said, not criticism, but definitely trying to wrap their head around what what is this how do i use this but you know but um the skincare range i'm currently using it makes me use seven products and you're telling me now the serum you know the only thing else i need to use is a cleanser you know and sunscreen like you're telling me i don't need to use a toner and a moisturizer you know so it was yeah there was a lot of education <laughs> but that's okay we love that and that's why education is a big part of our brand Correct. And that brings me to the question about, you know, confessions of a cosmetic cannabis. You know, is that why you decided to, to launch this event? So my background is within the beauty industry. So I'm beauty therapist, dermal therapist, skin and laser technician, you know, educator. So Ross is obviously has a strong understanding of products and how to develop them and, and, and make fantastic products. Whereas I can understand from a customer point of view, what they're looking for, how they like it, so much more of that marketing and educational point of view. And, you know, especially when Ross and I first met, you know, the things he would tell me about the industry just blew me away. And I was thinking, you know, people need to know this. Um, and I think the beauty industry, as I mentioned earlier, is, is heavily unregulated. And so I feel, especially as women, but I shouldn't say, you know, men, a lot of men use skincare too, but I think as consumers, we trust brands when they tell us things. And so I felt that knowing what we know about the industry, also the other businesses we own are raw material supplies into the industry. So we understand it from all aspects. Um, I felt very strongly that we needed to pass that information on um, so that people could get a better understanding and also um, I wouldn't say I want people to question everything, but also just to um, maybe read the ingredients list a little more or, um, 
yeah, check to see the reviews of the product or what is the brand's ethos, what's in the ingredients list, um, does it actually work, do they have some before and after photos, um, just some chemistry 101 um, of products. And so that was because um, Ross <laughs> was never a big fan of public speaking, <laughs> but I definitely pushed him out of his comfort zone. Um, and, and we were able to run the Confession Cosmetic, Confessions of a Cosmetic Chemist event across Australia and New Zealand um, pre-COVID. Um, mm. It was fantastic. Actually, the last event we did was in Melbourne here in Australia. And I think COVID had just started. And we were actually supposed to fly to New Zealand. Um, and the day after we flew, they fully shut the borders, like all the international borders closed. So we're so glad we didn't go. We would have stuck, got stuck in New Zealand. However, that's not a bad thing because New Zealand... Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's beautiful. Um, But, yeah, no, so I think that for me was um, why I decided to to launch the event. I think you might have slightly other different reasons, but, yeah, that was my reasons of... I basically forced Ross to do it. (laughs) Because there's so much... The the, the hardest thing for biology is the misinformation put out there by other brands. Mm-hmm. And and so that's the that's the educational piece that we have to 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 get through to to get to people to understand. So the best idea is to always try but try to be as logical as possible. You know, a lot of people try to claim that they were the first to do many things, but you know, it's it's you know, there's so many brands out there that claim to be natural and and you know natural and um, you know organic. You know, it's great to be natural and organic. But there's many things in in nature that are organic that can also be harmful to the skin, and so you know you've got to you've got to take that into consideration when you are building a skincare brand. You know, for example, essential oils, even though they are from plants, mm-hmm. they can also have a number of you know most essential oils have a number of uh, ingredients in them that are skin irritants, and and so if you keep on putting on brands that have got essential oils in them, you are going to see sensitization of the skin over time. It's inevitable. You know, the the IFRA, which is the International Fragrance uh, Registration Association, um, they've already banned a number of essential oils to be used in skincare or limited the amount that you can put in there because of these compounds. You know, and a lot of these natural skincare brands don't even tell you that. And so it's, you know, it's, it's I guess that type of information that I know readily um, hence the reason why biology is not fragranced um, and, and, and to get away from that because what we want to do is deliver results to the skin without the potential of harming the people's skin. Um, and, you know, if, if you've got a cream, if something's in a cream base, that means that they've used emulsifiers and there is no such thing as a natural emulsifier. They're all synthetic. They're all, you know, they're all been... As, as everyone likes to say, naturally derived, um, which means synthetic. Um, and so the skin doesn't know how to what to do with these things when they go on the skin. So you get the you get the occlusion, you get the irritancy, you get the inflammation. So it's 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 only a matter of time. And that you know, hence the reason why we see these days a huge amounts of inflammation of the skin, sensitization of the skin because of the actual products that people are buying to actually get rid of them, rid of these issues. So it's, you've got to think about, it's, it's, it's what I always say, it's always about like gluten intolerance and lactose intolerance. 
they're, they're a build-up of the human body's immunity system where you keep on, you might, you might not have those when you're young, but if you keep on drinking milk and bread, your body will get to a point where it says, I've had enough, and all of a sudden you become intolerant. And every time you drink milk or eat bread, your stomach bloats, you might have other skin issues, you get skin issues from those as well. And it's because your body's telling you, I can't do this anymore. And same thing with skin care. You keep on applying a product that isn't good for your skin, your skin's going to say to you, whoa. At some point, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and, you, and you'll get inflammation. And the only way to get rid of inflammation is to detox. Um, you know, there's there's a great deal of science behind biology and the rest. The reason why you do plant, your plant nutrients are so important. There's a science called epigenetics, which is mm. which is a complete science about that when you do uh, use materials in your body that are not good for it, you can switch genes off. And that's hence the reason you start getting, you know, DNA changes and stuff like that. But you can t change that and refocus that and get it to change by taking plant nutrients again and stopping the use of the synthetics that you're putting on your body. Um, and that's the science of epigenetics. And that is certainly what biology is built around. Mm, right. So you have this amazing uh, event and of course COVID disrupted it. Will you have any plans to bring it back, bring it online? You know, it's something that we definitely need. So what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think um, that I think that people are ready for that again. I think COVID um, has been so disruptive to everyone's lives. You know, events and things like that weren't really something that they wanted to do anymore. Um, I would like to to do that. Ross and I have just been so busy uh, <laughs> during this period. We actually um, Ross developed another product as well that actually kills COVID um, in sixty seconds, sorry, in ninety seconds. Um, so we've been busy working um, with that product um, and getting that out to the world. But yes, I would love to do Confessions of a Cosmetic Chemist again and perhaps. You know, it's so nice to do face-to-face -face events and maybe we'll be able to do that at some point, but maybe Zoom and, you know, Google Meet and things like that um, will be the way that we'll have to go. But yes, I would like to, to do them again. Mm. You know, as we move forward, you know, in, I think in recent years, one of the things that I've noticed is that we are seeing a lot of consumers, you know, calling out misinformation in beauty, in brands. You can see they're quite vocal about it you know are you optimistic that this will lead to you know the beauty industry sort of like uh, cost correcting itself i think yeah ross and i probably have different um thoughts on that you want to go first? Oh, that's great <laughs> uh in, in a in a um uh, in I, I i hope so i really do i mean if you've got a product out there and you truly want your skincare and it's and, and that's the funny thing you've got skincare, then you want products that are going to care for the skin. So you're, you should be develop, developing products that do care for the skin, not to make your money sound nice, have a whole heap of marketing that may not be accurate, if I can say that word, um, uh, and it's making you a lot of money. You should be developing a product that is actually going to be consumer-friendly first make sure the consumer is happy with it and that the consumer, you, they can see results. It's amazing, you know, I go into households, a lot of households and you, 
and you and you I asked the lady of the house or the you know the daughters how many skincare brands you got in your your your, your cupboard in your bathroom or in your bedroom and they show me and they've got like half a dozen to a dozen or even more and I said why 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 do you have so many because oh I tried them and they didn't work you know that's the issue um, you know it's 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 a issue that let's try and do the right thing by the skin um, not the right thing by us if you know what I mean the skin doesn't have a voice but the skin definitely tells you when it doesn't like something um, so let's deliver the right stuff to the skin and and then and then everyone will be happy Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Ross is. I'm probably. I would try and be more optimistic than Ross. Obviously, he understands the industry and these big multinationals, so he's probably a little bit more maybe pessimistic. Whereas I'm probably a little bit more optimistic that you know the people will you know force their brands to create change. And look, I've you know just this past week or so, I think Chanel, you know, one of the biggest beauty houses in in, in the world, have just launched a, a, a more cleaner, um, natural, I think slightly more sustainable range. So obviously the people's um, demand for better, whether that sustainability, recyclable, better quality of ingredients, ingredients that aren't irritable, I, um, to, you know, ir- irritation, create irritation to the skin, I think it is creating change. And, you know, I've seen on some social media sites and stuff that people saying that, you know, clean beauty is just a hype and it's not really, doesn't mean anything. I think there are many, many brands out there who are trying to create change, but they are overshadowed by the big companies who are maybe fake natural or fake clean beauty. So I, I my, my hope um, I know certainly for biology, but my hope is that these brands who are aiming for better and who have the customer as the most important part of their business at the forefront of their mind will be the ones that will persevere and push through. And I think any small changes in the industry is is, is better than nothing. I know that we will always consider continue on our crusade to always do create products that are best for the skin, not because you know, of some fancy marketing hype or fluff or, you know, trying to, to, to make more money. So I am optimistic. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. All right, so we come to our last question. Is I ask all my guests, you know, are there any other small indie, indie beauty brands that you admire and, and maybe why? There's actually one that I admire a lot um, and that is actually... Um, a sunscreen brand called ultraviolet i'm not sure yeah yeah of course i have heard of them yeah so i think that ultraviolet are doing fantastic things within this space i think that for a long time sunscreen especially is very kind of uncool or um even though people are aware that they should wear it they didn't really want to wear it um because i i don't think that um they've really nailed the market they've found a niche market and the ladies behind ultraviolet are very clever um i'm from the industry you know and i know how important sunscreen is and even i'm like oh sunscreen you know so i think that they're doing fantastic things so i do really admire ultraviolet of course there's other brands 
that are in other other industries, you know, like fashion and things like that, I think are doing fantastic things. But ultraviolet for me, um, yeah, they're doing fantastic things, especially within the sunscreen space. Fantastic. Good choice, good choice. What about you, Ross? Um, well, I've got no brands. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be really honest. You know, I love the people that we buy our Australian natives off because without those guys being pioneers and, and doing what they did and planting Davidson Plum and finger limes that no one had ever heard of and making orchards of them, then biology wouldn't exist without them, their pioneering spirit and knowing that these things did have did had did have a market for them, and the indigenous people that we deal with up in the in the uh, northern part of Australia for kakadu plum, you know they knew the nutritional benefits of kakadu plum years and thousands of years prior to us, and you know I love dealing with those guys and 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 understanding their culture and and how we should deal with them. It's you know it's it, it's a tremendous like I I've got a tremendous job of I dealing with so many different types of people but always this the one thing that we always have is respect for each other and respect for each other's um beliefs and that that's that's what always puts biology ahead of anyone else and and, and plant extracts because we don't hype on about our relationships with our suppliers because most of our suppliers don't want to be known um they just they just want they just they want to be left alone to do their thing and and we respect that so we don't we don't talk about it much because most indigenous people aren't into glorifying themselves they just want a good life uh selling their product at a price that makes their community a better place to live and that's mm. what we do with them Wonderful for you to highlight them and give them a shout out, Ross. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Well, we run out of time. I think we could talk for another half an hour, but you know, it's been wonderful talking to the both of you. I really had I really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Thanks, us. Thanks, Amanda. Take care. This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again in the next episode for more conversations with beauty's indie pioneers.